Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Joining us, we're going to be talking education. She is the founding principal of KIPP Affirmed Middle School in New York City. Let me welcome the one and only Dominique Mejia. Welcome. Thank you. Coming in all smiling and bright and brilliant. Um, I'm going to deal with the elephant in the room because I recognize you. Right. So I was like, oh, good. We're going to have an educator because, you know, I like to talk about school and how we can found schools (laughs) and create schools for these babies that are coming up. They need all of the education. But I remember you because you were on a on a reality show called Making the Band Three. I remember you because you sang that song with all your heart because I don't know how we got here because nobody's supposed to be here. No, no, no. no. You you did that. You did that. Thank you. Thank you. But, I, I, you know, I was hesitant even to bring that up, but I think it's important for folk because we are enamored by celebrity and we're caught up in all of our, anytime I go speak to schools, they only want to hear about, oh, LL, Queen Latina, you know, the books that I did with celebrities, they don't want to really hear Mm -hmm. about building businesses and things like that. They want to be, who wants to be a rapper? Who wants to be a basketball player? And they all want to be in the business, but there's so much more for our young people to do and even make more money. That's real. That's real. Um, yeah, that was that was now sixteen years ago. Yeah, so crazy. That was sixteen years ago. I was a baby. I was in college, and um, making a band changed my life. I mean, it flipped my life on its head. I wasn't even really, I wasn't watching the show a lot at that time because I was in college. I was the first person in my family to go to college, so I was focused mm-hmm. there. Um, and then my mom literally called me and was like, she's my biggest fan. She was like, you got to go to these auditions. Diddy's having auditions. You got to go to auditions. And I was not even interested, had no idea, you know, the magnitude of the show at the time Mm -hmm. I went audition. There were a thousand girls at the DC auditions. I couldn't believe when I made it to day two, I couldn't believe when I made it to New York. I couldn't believe when I made it into the house. That was just, it all happened very fast. Yeah. So, uh, but what the shift back into where you were going anyway? Because you, again, you were going to school to to do mm-hmm. something, not sing. Um, what was that transition? Yeah. So I um I had left I left school to do making the band, um, returned and then left school to pursue music right after the show because I was offered a solo deal by Bad Boy Entertainment that I didn't take, and I said, well, let me let me take this momentum and keep moving. And baby, the music industry, as I know you know, is a beast, right? And it just, my spirit did not mix with that. And it became very evident after a short period of time that that was not what the Most High had planned for me. And so really without a plan, I left the industry. I went back to school and I was so jaded by my experience. I didn't even open my mouth to sing for like two years. And we get to the recession, 2008. I'm now a college grad and I'm working a job that I hate. Okay. I will, I will not name the organization. I'm working with, you know, this kind of corporate and I hated it. And I'm just searching, 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 searching for jobs. Can't find anything. And then like kind of a light bulb went off. I was like having a conversation with a mentor from the organization I went to middle school with, with KIPP, right? So I was a part of that program when it first started in the early nineties, I was one of the founding students, first graduating class. And so I'm on the phone with like my former principal, like what am I gonna do with my life? 
And he's like, you always said you love Kip and you were going to give back to Kip, you know, when you get kind of rich. And that's clearly not <laughs> what's happening right now. So why don't you give your time? And that's literally how it started. I was in DC. I reached out to Kip DC and I went there. I was working in marketing at the time. So I went there uh, looking into one of their marketing positions at their headquarters location. I had the interview and at the end, the executive director's like, you're a teacher. You're not you marketing. Get, get out of here. You are an educator mm -hmm. at your core and let's get you in there. And that I joined that was almost that was 13 12 13 years ago and I never looked back I love what I do I love it so I love Kip, it. Kip Kip uh the first time I was introduced to Kip I assigned a book to my students at Hunter uh which was Outliers it's a publishing class and I, I'd love to assign that book because it to me it foundationally tells everybody that you know there's nothing special about people other than the work that they put in to get to a place and kip is one of the things so, so he you know talks about hockey and why you know canadians are better at hockey why asians are better at math but it's not about them being asian or canadian it's about the process and and the age in which they do it and the repetition and kip is is featured in there and kip stands for knowledge is power program it's a nonprofit network of college prep schools uh pu public charter schools so uh and they produce some of the best students because of the process because of the 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 way in which they educate so i just wanted to just frame that i'm sorry dr butler go ahead no 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 that's fine i i was just gonna say you know it's always funny when there's somebody who remembers the thing that you said and makes you call back on their words right you know so i was gonna ask you when you started off in the classroom at, you know as a fellow teacher what was that like for you? Because that's not something that you thought you could do, but somebody else saw it in you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I will say, first of all, the connection with kids and families was electric. And that mm -hmm. is what made me say, I'm supposed to be doing this. Um, but I was kind of thrust into it. When I came into it, there was no fellowship or anything. There was a teacher who was about to go out on maternity leave. And they oh, wow. said, uh, teach her how to teach before you leave. <laughs> Shout out to Colleen. And wow. so for like three months, she was co-teaching with me and showing me the ropes. And so mm -hmm. while I will say, honestly, in that first year, the impact, the academic impact as a brand new teacher was not there, but I know that my mm -hmm. focus on building, right, relationships with my students and families meant that I got through. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, with time came the skill, came the like, now I understand the importance of, right, my role in building up our babies educationally, just based on where our what, what our ancestor did for us to be able to mm -hmm. have education. I had to get to that point where I was good at what I was doing. And that, that happened over time, you know. Yeah. And, and for people who don't know about KIPP and, and don't know about this, I know some about KIPP because we get KIPP students that come to Penn a lot. Can you just tell them briefly a little bit about what KIPP is focused on as a charter school and, and what you all do? Yeah. And so KIPP, right, our, our mission is, is really to ensure that our students are able to live choice-filled, happy lives. And one of the keys to having choices in your future is college. So we, we have this focus on college and career um, so that when our, our kids get to that space, they are successful and ready to take on the world. Okay. And so we, one thing I think that sets us apart from some of the other uh, school networks is this idea of two and through. 
to and through college and career. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my like I said, I was a KIPP student as a middle schooler. 11 years right. old, I joined, and I'm sitting there at like 22 years old on the phone with my old principal. That's what I mean when I say, yeah. they're like, no, we stick with you to and through. Like, mm -hmm. hey, what should I do? I need some advice. And, and getting that guidance. And so that's a, a formalized thing that we do for all of our students that go through the program. Yeah, and that's really important too, to just have consistent mentorship, right? Because I think that's one of the things that people don't understand about students when they fail or they don't have anybody is because you don't have anybody to talk to. So many times, you know, people are asking, how do I get, you know, how do I apply to college? How do I do this? How do I do that? And what KIPP is doing is helping people get themselves together for their lives and even afterwards. So I think that's really important. That's something that you just don't get with some other schools. I appreciate that. And I, and I definitely feel like, man, the goal is, is to get to honestly what I'm doing, right? This idea of turn around, come back and take mm -hmm. care of your community mm -hmm. and your people. Yeah. I am born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Shout out to High Bridge, right by Yankee Stadium. Mm -hmm. And to be opening a school that's not even a 10 minute drive from the community I, I grew up in. That is wow. the goal for me. That's one of the things that I know the founders set out to do is to have you come back and, and be the change. And that's one thing in opening KIPP Affirm, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I got a really solid education at KIPP and now I'm trying to take it to the next level and ensure that we are affirming our students, building them up, right? We got the mm -hmm. academics down. And so I'm like, now let's make sure that we are creating community schools where families are equal stakeholders, where kids are equal stakeholders, and where we are supporting them in exploring, celebrating, and, and affirming their identities, their cultures, and their community. Dominique Mejia is here. Uh, she is the founding principal of KIPP Affirm Middle School in New York, Bronx, the Bronx. Uh, talk about the difference between being in the classroom as a teacher and founding a school. What was that process? Because there are a lot of people that are like, I want to start a school. What is, I mean, it helps to have an organization like KIPP, but what are the, the, you know, the key elements to making this successful? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is hats off to teachers. I've, I've you know, I've been a teacher, I've been a leader, and now I'm going to be, a, you know, a principal. And Hats off to teachers. When I think of what is going there, the impact, the direct impact on students every single day, that's where I'm like, that's where the, the gruel is happening. That's where the work is happening. Now, as for opening a school, you know, that ain't no joke either, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, no. I am grateful to have this network behind me, but I think that it really starts with vision. Like you have to, you have to be able to say this, this is, this is what's needed. This is the gap in the community. This is the, the space that needs to be filled and, and go at it with a vision. So I, I believe all the execution is important in me making sure that all the things I'm saying, I want to do with the school happen. Mm -hmm. However, it starts with you saying this, this is what I'm trying to do for my community or for this community, wherever that's happening and come with that vision. That, so what, I, what specifically did you come with that was needed where you are? Yeah, so I so growing up in the Bronx, right? And this is not just KIPP. Throughout my entire education from elementary school up to going to a PWI for, for undergrad, right? My, where I'm from was not affirmed, hmm. right? There wasn't yeah. enough positive talk about the Bronx 
uh, about black people, about our contributions to society and to the world. Um, and that needs to change because it's a, it's a key element in our kids being successful. It's not just about the academics. The academics are important. Our baby's gotta be able to read, write, and do math at, a, at an excellent level. But especially when we're sending them off to college and career and into spaces that are outside of their communities a lot of times, they gotta, they gotta feel worthy. They gotta have a, a sense of pride in who they are and where they're from, no matter what the circumstances are in that place in order to survive in that new environment. And I think the key to that is affirmation, celebration and exploration of their cultures and community. We always talk about black and brown kids, like we're a monolith, but we're not, right? Like you got the Caribbean community, you got the, the right? Like I'm African-American, my roots are chattel slavery. My family came up from North Carolina a couple generations ago. That's totally different than one of my colleagues whose family is from Jamaica. And we need to explore that, celebrate it and affirm it. From on both ends. Wait, and your last right. name is Mahia, which my my husband, my husband is from the Dominican Republic, y'all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was trying to say I'm like uh my maiden, my maiden name is Young. Mm -hmm. Juan is his name. Juan. Yeah. Yep, Juan <laughs> Mahia. That's my baby. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Do you miss um that because it was a whirlwind? Do you miss the spotlight? Do you miss the the, the autographs, the, the paparazzi, the... Absolutely not. Period. Not, not one minute you don't get up and go, man, I remember... No, no. And so here's the deal. I'm not going to lie about who I am. Dominique loves some attention, okay? That's, that's in my spirit. This Pisces here, I'm an extrovert. I love connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, on social media, I'll do that. I love to connect with people. But at the level it was in, at making the band time, mm -mm, it was so overwhelming. And to go from being this college kid, just walking around campus to like trying to go to a local restaurant and people lining up at your table to get autographs, I was humbled and I couldn't believe the impact yeah. that my story on the show had on people that I, I would give. But it was overwhelming, so much so. I don't want it back. All right. So how much of singing? Because I think one of the, the I grew up in an era where uh, fifth grade, by fifth grade, you had to have music class. We had band. So you had to pick an instrument. I remember getting my clarinet, my mama taking me to get the little reeds and I had to have the reeds and the, the mouthpiece. And you had to, you know, have your own mouthpiece because, you know, it was rented material, you know, the, the thing and carrying that little case to school and practicing in the, and my, my friend Sonia picked the trumpet and I was jealous because I was like, girls don't play trumpet. She was the only one playing the trumpet, but it was, you know, transformative. We had shop and home economics. So I learned how to make pancakes and I made my mom and daddy a little uh, napkin holder in, in, in woodwork. None of that exists too much anymore in school. Singing and all of that, the arts are important. Um, how much of that is involved at, at your school, Kip Affirm? Uh, so I'm so glad you said that because it is so important to me. So we are actually going to have an electives program for that exact reason, for students to be able to start figuring out who they are. What are my passions? What do I like? What do I love? And so three to four times a week, Students are going to be able to opt into an elective for a trimester. So we go three trimesters, right? And so we have 
In year one, we're having robotics. We're having an opera singing class. We're having chess. We're having, I'm missing two, robotics, chess. We're having Girls Inc. We have a partnership going on with Girls Inc. And there's one more that's an arts one that's slipping my mind right now. So what happens is when our new sixth graders come in, they get to vote and say, I want to try, my first choice is robotics, my second choice is Girls Inc., my third choice might be the opera singing class. They're going to get into one of those three choices at least, and they get to try it for a trimester and determine, do I like this? Do I want to keep doing this? Try this again? I feel like in the younger years, in those first couple of years, try it, figure out what you love, and then when we get closer to heading to high school, pick a focus. Right now, I've developed some skills. I know I love science. I'm going to keep going with this robotics thing and be the champion of that when I get to high school. Or this music, this singing, I love this. I want to, I want to keep going with that. So now I'm in choir. We are, that's a big part of what we're doing um, because it's important. That's why we, one of our core beliefs is balanced learning, talking about the rigorous academics, but then that balance of electives, social emotional learning. Those things are as important in our kids' development as the academics. Okay. How's COVID? How, how are you navigating the, the p- pandemic? Yeah, I'm nervous, y'all. I'm going to be honest. You know, the, the, the pandemic hit everyone so hard, and we had to shut down all of our schools and move to remote learning, and it looked different in every place. You know, and I will say... I know I'm biased, but I watched and I participated in, in KIPP NYC's handling of the pandemic. And I think it was, it was as rock star as it could get, right? Every single one of our students got a laptop. Any student that didn't have um, internet got a MiFi. We had a food pantry that started out of need and is still going today. A weekly food pantry where families can come and get food. I mean, th- th- we made some some organizational shifts in in the pandemic that now we're like, whoa, this is where we always should have been. This is this this is not this shouldn't be temporary. Let's let's make a move to ensure that our families feel as supported as they do today. And so it was tough and we made it through. We went to hybrid learning in March where the kids were coming in a couple of days a week and social distancing and we were testing everybody um, like on an almost weekly basis for COVID. And now we are shifting to coming back in 100% capacity. That's why I'm nervous. I think it's gonna work, but we're doing it. So we're, we're of, of course, abiding by all the CDC guidelines, um, but we are having our students come back at 100% capacity. We're still gonna be masked up because COVID is still a thing. Like that's not a, we're masking Thank up. You. All, of our, all of our staff, all of our students, regardless of your vaccination status, will be in, will wear masks for our protection, for their protection, for the family's protection. And so that's that's our plan. I say, okay. pray for us. We got to get out of this pandemic. Well, listen, um, they couldn't have a better champion as a principal. I'm so happy that you came through. Uh, and I want to stay in touch, Dominique, because I think you're doing some amazing things there. And if people want, to, if they're in the Bronx and they want to send their kids there, is there an application process? Where do they go? go to kipnyc.org, kipnyc.org. You can hit the slash Kip Affirm if you want to, but if not, you go to that website, click on our schools. It is, it is. you can learn all about the school and then there's a big uh, sign that says enrollment. You just I click there and, <laughs> and learn more about our school. I'm 
So grateful that you all had me here. Shout out to my cousin Vontisha who connected me with you all. This is beautiful what you're doing and I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of it for even today. Well, uh, this is beyond. We are we are in this fight together. We got we to gotta stay together uh, and our babies need education. So thank you for uh, picking up the baton, Dominique, Dominique Mejia. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.